0: back with Vershawn Jackson, powered by Bauer, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Okay.
1: It's the ticket. Captain, we rolling on. Fast as two hours in radio. It's chugging. We're with George Chola class of nineteen ninety one. George, during your time at Nebraska, I I, I know you guys won the Big Eight uh, multiple times in there. But Coach Osborne, what made him great, and what does he mean to you?
0: What made him great? Um, he was a man of unquestionable integrity and loyalty. Um, You know, I, I know you. it's often been said that you got the sense that not only did he care about you as an athlete, but he also cared about you as a human being. And he was concerned with more than just your athletic development. He was concerned with your spiritual development. He was concerned with your emotional development. So he was concerned about you as a human being. And so in my opinion, you know, that's what made him... Great, and that's what made us all so very loyal to who he, he was. Um, we knew that he had our back. And you know this, Vashon. He took some bullets for us that he didn't have to take. Um, he could have very easily thrown a lot of us under the bus in a lot of different situations, but that is, that's not who he was. Would he correct us like a father? Yes. Would he discipline us like the way a father would? Yes. But we always knew that when push came to shove, that dude had our back.
1: Wow. The 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 fact that, you know, Coach Osborne, we always talk about practice because we all have the same ideology on how we're supposed to win games. When we took, you know, you leaving in 1991 and and then going on with life after football and then we win championships. How was that looking back? Did you feel like you were a part of that?
0: Absolutely, I felt like I was up out of that. Because we saw it coming, We Yeah, we won Big eight titles. But I'll never forget Orange Bowl, my senior year, is when we were all like, okay, this is a special group. Um, it, it was the group that kind of took the foundations of what we were all built on, the physicality, that discipline, and then they layered on top of it uh, just another level of athlete, that, especially that offensive line. You look at those offensive lines in those 94, 95, the 97, those offensive lines, BJ, you know they were beasts. And I'll never forget when we did a scrimmage, I think it was at the Orange Bowl, and... These freshmen and these redshirt sophomores are beating up the varsity defensive line, and that's when we all kind of knew that look. There's something special coming behind us, and it, it was fun to enjoy. It's fun to watch because we were we were all a part of that. You know, it's kind of like the baton got handed to us. We handed them the baton, and then we sat back and we enjoyed the show. Crimson Prep Hall of Famer. In what? <laughs> football and track. And if they had soccer, I would hope to be in soccer too. What you know what I, would know, I, I would how, hope to be in soccer, yeah.
1: How does soccer help your development to be into, into being a football player?
0: Every sport is about footwork at the end of the day. You know how many times coach Brown or coach Solo to talk about footwork, right? It's all about footwork. And soccer, the fundamental thing about soccer is footwork. And soccer is kind of a compilation of speed, endurance. Uh, It's much more physical than people think. You know, a lot of people watch it and don't think it's physical. When you watch it on TV, you don't have any fundamental grasp of how physical the game actually is. It's comparable to watching football on television. You know, you watch it on television. It has a little bit of a cleanness to it. It's not. It doesn't sound as physical. But when you stand on the sideline and you have to watch a game, it's a whole level, different level of physicality. So, you know, you look at some of the great athletes, and and Dominik being a perfect example. He's a soccer player. Akim Olajuwon, He's a soccer player. Dirk Nowitzki. He's a soccer player. Kobe. Soccer player. So, what what, what soccer has, what soccer does for you, is sets a foundation, uh, for you for all sports, just because of the footwork and speed and endurance that you have to develop in order to play the game. The key word is athletes.
1: I think Coach Osborne in that day recruited athletes. And like you said, sure. when he started to get to our era, he started recruiting super athletes guys that could do yep. three, four sports and do it well, not just, yep. you know, just you, you, you're great at football, but you're not as good at basketball was some of us. But yep. you're going to be mediocre at basketball, you're going to be decent at track and you're going to be yep. great at this.
0: Yep. Think Go about this. Think about all think about all the guys that we played with, Vishon. Was any of them just a single sport athlete? No. They no are, I, they, I can't they, think. They of did nothing in track. They played basketball, or they wrestled, or they played soccer, right? Yep. I think I think I would say 80% of the guys we played with were some type of multi-sport athlete. I know all the uh, running backs because I, I used to run track against half them dudes, you know. And a lot of them were basketball players. And I and I and I know you remember. I don't know if you guys did this, but you remember the going up to the uh, to the Center Red. and play basketball against the basketball team. Yes, the football players could ball, couldn't they? Yes, yes,
1: yes. So, hey, listen, I'm gonna go on a limb and say ninety percent. Yeah, I would say probably ninety percent. Yep. Walk ons included. Yep. Period. What was you gonna say, Black Shirt? You had something to say? No, go ahead. Okay, so Gus Mohawk asked you this question. Are you watching uh Chelsea versus Dortmund game today?
0: No. And who is I'm your Premier League fan. team? Even so we got embarrassed the other day. We got beat seven <laughs> zero. By, by, Liverpool. So I I I got to put my head in the sand for a little while.
1: Oh, so you 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 play, you putting you play the fifth on that one, getting out of there.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a Man U fan, and uh, when they play, I get I, if I get a chance to watch them. I'll get to watch them now. For those of you that never played soccer, you want to watch some beautiful soccer? Go watch Barcelona. That is some beautiful soccer. Go watch Barcelona. Yeah. Wow. The, when you look at the state of, of
1: Nebraska football, take me through the years, you know, because you talk about Bill Moose, you know, being somebody that was an advocate for trying to get us former guys, you know, a little bit yep. more of, hey, appreciate you guys. But talk about over the years, because you've been here. You've been in Omaha. You haven't really went anywhere, like myself. Yep. You kind of understand what this is, what is all came to now that we're at Coach Rule. Give me your synopsis so, for over the years of Nebraska football.
0: The synopsis? Um, God, that's, that's all. That could take us 30 minutes. But the way, I, the way that I would uh, – to me, it, it's the analogy is this. Great empires take time to build. They can be destroyed overnight. And that's kind of the story of Nebraska football. What Bob Devaney built with Osborne and then with Solich, that took, what, 40 years to develop and to get us to multiple national championships. I think, what, there's five between in that whole, what I call the Devaney Devaney lineage, right? And so then we lost our way. And uh, the empire crumbled because... I think we lost our foundation. We lost our identity. We lost who we were. And we've kind of been in a wilderness ever since. And I don't think we've ever found a way to get back to what we were and what our foundation was, which was, you know, we were we were we were tough, we were physical. We played the game a certain way. Um, and, you know, Scott I was hoping would be the guy to maybe reestablish a little bit of that foundation that built the dynasty. Um, You know, he had his own issues and his troubles, and he never got to where I thought we we could have gotten. And I'm hoping that Coach Rule, uh, as we talk about Coach Osborne, you know, he's got Coach Osborne still alive, still very intelligent, still very sharp, that at least he listens and he studies the foundation of what built the dynasty. Because for me, the – team has to reflect the environment in within which the team is built. And with Coach Osborne, you took the kids out of rural Nebraska and you took the kids out of Omaha and Lincoln and somehow you developed a formula and you sprinkled in some kids from Florida, Texas, California, New Jersey, um, Georgia, and you created what we had. And somehow we, we've got to figure out a way to recreate that.
1: Wow. What what would you say would be and – I, and I get I, – you know, we, I always say this, you know, George, we, we won't know anything about this football team until we see them practice and uh-huh. play. It, it, if the spring game is an actual game, well, let's talk about that. Because spring is coming. When you played at Nebraska, how important
0: was spring ball? Oh my God! <clears throat> spring ball, winter conditioning, of course, laid the foundation for spring ball. Okay, you know that. And but spring ball, you know, when going back to that article that talked about development versus winning, spring ball is all about development, right? Mm. It's all about finding out who can play, teaching. Because coaches don't have to worry about games, so there's no game planning. It's the time when the light gets shown on you. Because coach has plenty of time to evaluate each and every one of you. You're all getting plenty of snaps in practice. You're getting plenty of snaps in scrimmages. You're having multiple scrimmages. Um, It is the foundation of the fall and if you don't have a good spring, you're not going to have a good fall because spring is where you grow the players. That is where you toughen the players. That is where they learn what it takes to play at a certain level. Um, it is, it, it, to me, it is the foundation of development within the college football system is spring football. Are y'all Are y'all taking notes? It's
1: quiet. The text line. The text line is absolutely silent. I love it. I, I absolutely love it, George. Uh, so I, I gotta I'm gonna go back to this because I cause I asked that question. How do we get back? Winter conditioning, spring ball teaching, the light is on, grow the players, toughen the players. We talked about Creighton Prep versus Central and me watching those games and the collisions that we heard should we hear spring ball in this? Should we hear the spring game?
0: Absolutely. If you don't hear the spring game, you should walk out of there worried. (laughs) Because I mean, I'm hoping they go back to um, the way it used to be where spring ball was physicality. Um, And, because that's going to lay the foundation for what happens in the fall, and again, that carries into the fall practice. Because you, hey, you remember practice? Practice was physical. I mean, there was no, there was no, there was no uh, touch football, to say the least, where we were practicing, and that and that was just a derivative of coming out of spring football. So I'm hoping that when spring football comes, I'm going to go down there and maybe watch a practice or two. And I'm hoping when I go down there, I hear, you know, I'm hearing some echoes of those helmets and those pads cracking through Memorial Stadium. Because that will let you know, okay, these guys are doing something. They're building that foundation. Practice versus game ratio. Yep. Talk about that. In the context of, uh, you know, kind of what I've been talking about, one of the things I've said is in the youth sports system, what we've done is we're playing too many games. Um and kids are playing more games than there are playing practices. And you think about this and this is why spring football is so important. Because when you go into the fall and the coach's got a game plan and you've got Monday through basically Wednesday to install a game plan and then Thursday to kind of finalize it, and Friday's walk through and then Saturday's game, you're getting limited reps. So the top guys are getting the reps mainly at the with the top teams and Coach Oswald's genius was the multiple stadium multiple station system. So we were all getting reps. But well, the top guys were getting reps at a different speed at a different level. Now, you think about that. You take that in the spring. We're all getting reps at a high level on a bunch of different ways because we don't have a game to play. So the coach is not game planning. He's not installing a game plan for that specific week. He's focused on making sure that we're all getting developed and understanding his system and what needs to happen within that system. So as a coach, if, I've got a, if, if I'm playing multiple games a week, I'm not taking the time to focus on developing the kids because I've got to think about the game on if I've got two games that week, okay? That basically means I've got to line up my practice and the kids are not getting as many reps as they can. And, and and then just to take that another step further, is you take a sport like basketball or soccer, touching the ball is critical. And You get more touches in practice because that's a controlled system. So everybody's getting to touch the ball. Everybody's getting to handle the ball. Everybody's getting a look. When you're playing games, you watch a game of soccer. And I think coaches are telling me this. Even you look at a Messi and Ronaldo, even basketball, Kobe, even though those guys are that level, they're a little bit different. You, You take the amount of time they actually have the ball in their hands and they have the opportunity to score it's a lot less than you would think. In soccer, they say that in a 90-minute game, a forward like Ronaldo and Messi may have the ball at his feet maybe 2 to 3 minutes of 90 minutes. Wow. And so you're not so but in practice, you're going to have that ball at your feet constantly 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 and that's where you that's where you are you are polishing your game.
1: Man, we're going to throw the break, man. We got we got our, we got Close to the last segment coming up with Georgia Chola, class of 1991. Uh, he wears a mini, many hats. Uh, because I, I, I want to ask you about this. You you have been following this John Morant deal? Yeah, I have. I, I want to ask you about that. I'm gonna throw it to break. Black shirt, why don't you throw it to break? When we get back, we'll talk John Morant with uh the attorney, Georgia Chola. <laughs> All right, this is the ticket, 93.7. on the black shirt, Terrell Farley. I got Rashawn Jackson on the streamline. I got Bach in the studio and I got George Ocella, the president of the alumni association for the Nebraska football team. We'll be back after this.